the one thing I could tell agents that are making good money or on the pace to make good money is just like, don't buy stupid stuff. Invest that into assets, into business. I mean, we put so much, our first two years, we put everything back into our business. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui. Hey, welcome back. Today, you guys get to be a part of I'd say a fireside chat, but there's no fireside nearby. So, you know, Luke Newcomer, he's an agent out in St. Augustine, Florida. He reached out to me on Instagram really just a few weeks ago to let me know that he was a fan of the podcast, been listening for a year, you know, some of his favorite episodes. And I thought, you know, let's just, he said, is there a time we could get to know each other better? I said, let's do a Zoom. Let's get to know each other better, but let's record it. Let's put it out on the podcast because I'm sure whatever we talk about will help some people out there as well. So Luke, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, it's really cool that we're, we're speaking. I had zero expectations except for the fact that I just wanted to send a message of gratitude. And uh, the fact that we're chatting right now is, is pretty incredible. So I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of diving into this and uh, seeing where the conversation goes. Yeah, that's probably the first life lesson, life hack out there for people is like leading with gratitude with zero expectations. So the sending a message, zero expectations. Hey, this was great. And then me replying back saying, hey, let's get you on the podcast was not, that part was not expected. But so much of life for me is, is just that. Lead with gratitude, with zero expectations, tell people what you appreciate, offer to add value somehow, and you'd be amazed at how much people want to give back regardless of, of who's out there, right? So I'm going to add to that a thousand percent, but I just started reading the four hour work week. Yeah. Have you read that book? Yep, absolutely. And one of my takeaways was he's like, try to reach out to like, high profile people, right? Or someone that you'd never think you'd have the chance to talk to. And he says he sends letters to like the president, Jennifer Lopez, whoever, right? So for me, you know, you know, pat yourself on the back, I guess, but you know, you're like someone like, man, I would probably never talk to this guy if it wasn't for social media. So once a week, I will shoot a DM out to somebody that I think I'd never have the chance to talk to. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes I get no response. Sometimes I get a response, but it's never to like gain anything other than to be like, man, keep it up. It's really cool. So what you, what you guys put out for new and, and seasoned experienced agents is totally awesome. Yeah, I, I remember that part in the book. That, that book was life-changing for me. <laughs> and um, he talked about, there was like a contest in a class or something. Mm -hmm. And it was like, they told out all the students, whoever can reach out and meet the most famous person, would like get a phone call or something, yeah. have a conversation with them, is going to win this like all expenses paid trip to somewhere. It was a, some sort of big prize. And the first year... Nobody actually got the prize because they all thought I'll never be able to find the person. So nobody tried and then no one got it. So the next year, a bunch of people tried and they, and I forget the names of the people that they had conversations, but it was like presidents and like really famous people. And they realized just by reaching out, they were able to do that. You got to shoot your shot. It's super relative to uh, real estate in general. So anyway, not to get yeah. you off. A lot, of, a lot of my closest friends are people whose books I had read, who I saw speaking somewhere and was like, man, and I led with gratitude a lot like what you're talking about now. And now they're the people that um, 
that I share holidays with and things like that out in Austin. And so it is, it's really funny. Part of my vision board is people out there going, I want to be friends with that person and the, and it materializes and it manifests out there. So the uh, heck heck of a way to, to make things happen. Totally. We haven't talked about this. This topic hasn't come up on our podcast before, but it is such a good one out there. So hopefully people out there that are listening, like pick somebody out there or do once a week, like Luke's doing. You know, find somebody, send a message, lead with gratitude. You'd be shocked at these people that are at super high level or also just humans. They also just like talking to people and you'll be amazed at, at who rushes back. So Luke, when did you get into real estate? Sure. So, so uh, 30 years old, turned 30 in January, and this is our fifth year. My wife, uh, Sadie, her and I own and run the team, own the brokerage, run the team. Um, this is our fifth full year in business. But I grew up, you know, my dad had rental properties. I helped him flip some properties. And, you know, before getting into real estate, we actually were going to open a restaurant, my wife and I. And we got, you know, we had the place that we were about to lease. We had the business, the menu, all all that fun stuff. And we got a life-changing car accident that had put my wife out of of work and laid up for about a year. And um, it gives me goosebumps on the story. And I, you know, I was working part-time and we kind of burned through our savings and we really had to reevaluate what we wanted to do. And as you know, HGTV, HGTV is, is not real estate, real life at all, but we we're watching a lot of the projects and uh, we we're kind of like, let's, let's kind of dive into this and start selling real estate. And one thing led to another, we got connected with the right people. We're very coachable and we took our business from her and I selling 1.7 million our first year to going to now we're going to sell over a hundred million dollars in real estate this year in our fifth full year. Wow. She just had a a life-changing car accident. We're like, what, how can we get ourselves out of this? And then you were watching, you kind of came across real estate. So when you came across real estate, was that on the investment side? Like the, like the flip this house type thing? Yeah. Like the Chip and Joanna Gaines stuff, the the stuff that's easy to watch and you, you know, see it go, you know, take a house and grow it in 30 minutes, but it takes them much longer. But you know, we were always interested in flipping and we have flipped a property before we've been, been interested in investing. We've got, quite a few doors. In fact, we're closing on a quadplex at the end of this week. And, uh, you know, but we, we are fully heavily sales and I'm, I'm very much in production with my team. Yeah. What's your family like? You guys have any kids? No kids. We've got a dog. She was actually pacing around Louie. She's a golden retriever. And then we've got a cat that's just old and grumpy, but, um, no kids on the horizon. My, my brother-in-law and sister live up the street. So they've got three little ones between three and the newborn in July. So, we, we keep busy with them. Man, you'll have plenty of time to borrow kids. And then I'm sure your dog will try to, to jump into the view here. Where, where were you born? So I was born and raised in Lancaster County, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Ended up going to Flagler College down here in St. Augustine. My wife, Sadie, she's born and raised in Manhattan, which is crazy. Like one of the few people I know that was born and raised in the city. Her mom still lives there. Wow. And uh, we both met at Flagler College, which is in St. Augustine, in the oldest city in America. Beautiful place. And uh, we just never left, kind of built our roots here, built our business, have an awesome community, great friends, great business. So, Is it a college town? I mean, I've heard a lot about St. Augustine. The- yes, you should Google it. In fact, I'll send you like our YouTube links. We've got all these like different neighborhood features, which we can dive into, which is awesome for lead generating. But um, it is a college town. They've got a, they've got a uh, physical therapy university, which is St. Augustine University. They've got a community college, St. John's County Community College, and they have Flagler College. So. The, the, the historic district is very much built around Flagler College, which was owned by Henry Flagler. It was a hotel back in the day. I mean, it had uh, 
electricity before the White House. I mean, it was some bougie living way back in the day when they were developing Florida. And um, since then, they turned it into a college, I think, in 1967. So the, the, the historic district, though, I mean, people come for the architecture because it's very Spanish, European, amazing dining and culinary, phenomenal beaches. So there's, there's a good mix of college, but also tourism here as well. Yeah. And then a strong sense of community built behind it all. So when in your process did you, so when you first looked at it, it was like HGTV, you're going to fix, flip this house. When did that transition to becoming agents and really building your real estate team? I think we were like, well, honestly, it's kind of like everyone that gets into it. I think we were just looking for something new. We had to start figuring out from the ground up and we're like, let's get into real estate. And we didn't really have any expectation as far as where it was going to take us. And we got linked up at the time, Ancient City Real Estate. And I don't know if you know the name DJ and Lindsay, really big real estate team, well-known throughout the country. He's actually my broker of the newcomer group. But, um, you know, they were doing, they were building a team and I just kind of sat there and we had lost so much time after the accident that I just wanted to get ahead. I felt so far behind and I really sat with him. I was like, look, you know, you're 10 years in the business, however long it was. I was like, what do I need to do to expedite this process? And, you know, he's like, you really got to treat it like a business, which was kind of foreign to me. I'm like, well, we're just going to sell some houses, this and that. So he, you know, helped me get set up. We built our whole business off of online leads, Zillow, Google, Facebook, whatever it was. That's how I built my business because I'm not from here. I got in the business when I was 25. So I didn't have any friends that were looking to buy. I didn't really have any deep connections. So I built my entire business off of online leads. So... I don't, know, I don't know if that answers your question or not. Yeah, no. The, so you're 25 years old. You're new in a college town. Did you have a lot of people that questioned you being like too young to be an agent or too yeah, new to be an agent? I, I still get that pushback all the time. And the one thing that I, I take a lot of pride in is like there's so many things in this business that you can't control and there's all these moving parts. And I just had to outwork the industry. And I took a lot of time to get very smart about the neighborhoods and areas and zip codes that I wanted to be the best at. And I've always been of service. You know what I mean? It's just like, I, I don't know how healthy it is to do forever. But I mean, my first two years, it was like seven days a week saying yes to everything, bending over backwards, because I didn't have much value to bring other than that I will outwork everybody and, you know, take service to the next level. And in that process, I've been able to kind of put systems in place to, you know, not have to work 24-7 to provide the service that we provide. And now I have the knowledge and the network and, you know, the connections that have made me the market expert in some of our niche areas. Yeah. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui for a quick commercial break. So during 2020 and 2021, the real estate market completely changed. There's so much competition in the market, so many people trying to buy and sell houses, but there's hardly any supply, hardly any product, hardly anyone willing to list their homes. It's time for every agent out there to become a hybrid agent investor to be able to reach out directly to homeowners to try to get them to sell or list their house. We've got a new website. Go to leadpropeller.com and you can set up your own investor buyer website in just minutes. You'll set up your own URL, set up phone numbers, help go through the leads, help reach out to people that aren't listing their their property currently and have them fill out a form that says, hey, I want to sell my house. And then as an agent, you can go through and make them a hybrid offer. You can tell them, hey, I think your house would sell for $220,000 on MLS. 
but I can either write you a $180,000 cash offer right now, or I can help you fix it up and you'll list it for $220,000 on MLS. These are buyers that are looking for quick cash offers. Tens of thousands are submitting these forms every single day and they're skipping the listing process. But so many of you guys out there are such good agents, it's a great opportunity to get that lead and help them maximize sales price for their home. So again, go to leadpropeller.com and think about signing up for your own investor site so buyers will start reaching out to you, asking you to make an offer on their home. So if you were going to go back and do it different, would you do anything different that first year? You know, we started probably not, except for maybe managed my expectations up front. And, and what I mean by that is, I wish I focused more on setting a schedule and boundaries and really sticking to them. Because I think everybody, I mean, I'm still heavily in production and, I, and, I, and I've avoided that. But when you're new in the business and it's like, you really want to take that Sunday off, right? But you make that one exception and you don't tell the buyer that you don't work Sundays. Well, now you're eight months down, they still haven't found a house. And it's like the only day they look at houses is Sundays and it wrecks the next eight months of your schedule. So I think if I was very disciplined with my schedule up front, that's one of the major things I would have changed. Most everything else, though, I, I think I wouldn't change a thing as far as how we brought in customers, capitalized on our database. I think I would have leveraged more what our CRM is now. We use Boomtown. I wish I took the time to understand Boomtown a little bit better as well, or any CRM for that fact. So the so how many deals are you guys going to do this year? Okay. So I'm going to I'm on pace to do 100 deals personally this year. My team is on pace to do 300 deals total. Uh, we started the year out with four agents. Now we have 10 agents including myself. So plus we have my wife who does all the admin on the back end. We have a full-time administrative assistant and a full-time transaction coordinator and we also have an in-house videographer and photographer. Wow. And what's the average sales price? Our average sales price is 405,000. So you're going to do a hundred deals this year around a 405,000 yourself, plus your team has a few hundred. You've got a pretty big team. Like your team is like a company all by itself. Yes. There are no part-time agents. Everybody, if you want to be at the brokerage, you've got to be a part of the team. So we, and, and we keep it super simple and it's really cool. In fact, everybody that's been on our team, uh, we have really high retention. And look, we've got people that have been with us since day one and we wouldn't be here without them. I mean, every single person on our team is just such an incredible asset. And I hate to use that cliche, like we treat everyone like family, but yeah, I care about everybody's success just as much as my own. What was growing that team like? Like, and just, and mostly like you could, if somebody right now is early on and they're like, Hey, I, I want to grow a team. Now you've got a high performing team where you have, like you said, admins and transaction coordinations and like, and like photographer, videographer, what were the stages of that like? And what were the challenges of building a team? That's a really good question. So, so it's so funny because like as an agent, when you get started, you're so consumed with the deals, right? Like you're staying up at night, like, oh my gosh, it's day four and the escrow was due yesterday at day three. Oh my gosh, so when's the inspection period up? How are we going to negotiate these little things? And that stuff now is so... I don't even think about it. It's like clockwork because I know I have a transaction coordinator. I mean, I can't remember the last time a deal truly stressed me out and I lost sleep over it. Yeah. But then you ask the question where there's, you know, maybe people like myself and I'm still trying to figure it out, but growing and scaling a team is like our first agent who's still with us, Zach. I mean, I, I, I apologize to him. We were so scattered when we were getting started. It was just like, I had so many leads coming. I'm like, Hey man, 
here's your phone, here's your laptop, and just start talking to these people, book appointments, and just, you know, it was like throwing darts up in the air hoping something would stick. So it was very unorganized. And as we grew, we realized it's like you need to take time to focus on the business. So we, you know, we've got processes in place. We have mentorships in place for when people get started. Zach, who started with us day one, he's the vice president of sales now. He does a lot of training and one-on-one coaching with the team. So, so we have onboarding, I guess is what I'd say. We have onboarding in place and systems in place when we bring new people on and training. Uh, we record all of the videos. We have tutorials. It's all saved in a drive for the newcomer group. That goes from how to talk to online leads, how to talk to open house leads, how to write a contract. It's all in the drive. And it's great because it's like the first week for a new agent, they're going to get one-on-one time with me. They're going to sit in front of a computer. They're going to get one-on-one time with Zach. They're going to get another session as far as looking at what our systems are like. After those seven days, it's game on. And then Zach stays on top of them for their first three deals. And then after that, you kind of graduate and you're, it's full throttle. And they've got their videos to watch. And so they yeah. don't really have dead time their first. Exactly. Week. And I do, I do workshops every single Wednesday with the team. And if you can come, great. If not, I record it. We throw it in the drive. So we constantly have sales building um, seminars within our team as well. You're going to make them listen to our podcast? thousand percent. <laughs> like put, put that on your, on your growth. You're like, you have to watch these last, the 10 most recent Real Estate Rockstars podcasts, and then especially the one when Luke came on it. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I, I hope they listen to it. I know they all listen to podcasts. I think everybody in our team has a very coachable and growing mindset instead of a fixed mindset, which is important. But yeah, I mean, it, it was very challenging to kind of build it out and, you know, I'm always willing to take advice from anyone that's doing more or less than me that might know something. So I, I'm never afraid to ask to get better. What's your favorite thing about being a real estate agent? So I, I love putting deals together. I love finding solutions to people's problems. And I think that your income is a true correlation on the problems that you solve. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a musician. I play about five, six instruments, I can't read a lick of music and I, I can improv. I mean, I can get on the stage and play with anybody. And I like that about real estate because it's just, there are so many moving parts within a transaction from finding the lead to converting that lead to a customer, to a lifelong client. Then you got to find them that deal or list that property. And there's a million things that you got to figure out from start to finish. So I like all the moving parts and I, I like helping people create wealth. I mean, I'm, I'm doing it myself. My wife and I are purchasing real estate left and right when we can. And, um, I, I think the simple answer is I love all the moving parts because every day is different. Yeah. You got to do the daily things that everybody else isn't willing to do. So I'm, I'm very disciplined with my schedule. So what's your favorite part about having a team? Like the, now that you've built out a team, I think doing this alone is very lonely. You know, that person that goes out there and they're doing the marketing and they're doing everything. You can't do everything. I like that you get to do it with a group of people you like. I mean, I just really thoroughly enjoy and love everybody on my team. It's fun to be in the trenches with them and you learn from everybody. I mean, we're in the process. I'm actually at my house right now because we just, we bought a commercial property um, back in October. We were in a temporary space. So we moved out of that and then we're moving into our new office on Sunday. But um, favorite thing about a team is just you get to celebrate the wins and losses with people and you're not alone. And I think this industry is a very lonely industry if you try to do it all yourself. Yeah, I think that's, that is a, a great point. You know, before we hit the record, you talked about the, you 
I think you stum- you found the podcast right after COVID hit. Yes. And I was telling you too, that was that was a time we really went went all in to try to figure out what value we could add for listeners. Now, one thing is less people were a lot there were a lot less people listening to podcasts driving in their car because people weren't driving and commuting to work as much. But the people that were listening were listening very intently. They were like needing to study. It's like when COVID hit, it was like, what are we going to do to be okay? Because it was also, it was a very stressful time. There are podcasts from you, from, you know, I, I love Real Estate Rockstars podcast. I love the Tom Ferry podcast and I love Bigger Pockets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, I remember many of years that would come out, I would literally listen to it maybe three times in one day because it was like reading a book that over and again, where you'd pull different little nuggets every time. And um, your podcast, I mean, it, it, it helped shape my business in different ways and fix my mindset a little bit. And I, I started listening to a lot more podcasts during COVID because I'd get up in the morning and walk the dog around the neighborhood and then come back. And while I'm checking the MLS and sending out emails, just I've got podcasts going nonstop. So I'm a, I'm a big consumer of it, which is funny. You said everything really kind of ticked down a little bit. Yeah. Real Estate Rockstars, this is a commercial break from our podcast sponsor, House Folios. We're in real estate to find the next big deal, right? We want to find the deal, make money, and then turn around and do it all over again. It can be frustrating having to search through thousands of properties trying to find that Goldilocks property that is just right for your investment goals. That's why we're here to tell you about House Folios. House Folios is a management software for single-family home investors that makes it simple to find good deals, get financing, and manage your property portfolios all from one platform. They're an all-in-one app that lets you easily search for properties, both listed and unlisted, analyze numbers based on your specific assumptions, and provide resources to get you through underwriting and closing. And this is a feature we like most. You can track your numbers at multiple levels. Want to see the returns on the specific property in seconds? Check. How about an entire portfolio of properties you're looking to buy? Check. And then being able to present these properties to investors to become the go-to real estate agent for their investment needs? How awesome is that? Managing your investment properties has never been easier. The best part, it's affordable. Plans start at just $29 a month, 29 bucks to unlock the tools to manage your entire investing cycle, all in one place. Check it out at housefolios.com. And if that's not enough, Housefolios is giving our listeners a special rate on an entire year of Housefolios, just 99 bucks. So instead of 29 bucks a month, 99 bucks for the year, head on over to housefolios.com forward slash RE Rockstars to sign up. Again, head over to housefolios.com forward slash RE Rockstars to get an entire year of housefolios for only 99 bucks. It took, I remember, especially that first month too, how many walks we went on around our neighborhood. There was so often it was like, you, know, you couldn't go much, you couldn't, there was no reason to drive anywhere. So how, you know, we could go on so many walks and so many thinking times as we were trying to plan out what does this mean for business? What does this mean for our personal life? My family, we used to travel a ton, right? So we used to go somewhere a couple of weeks out of every, out of every month and man, that sure changed. And so it was like, what yes. how's our lifestyle going to change? And then some of my businesses is buying foreclosures and there's hardly any foreclosures have happened. You know, we're looking at statistics now. I share about those a lot on my state of the market and some of that, because I think that's a uh, People have heard me say, I think foreclosures are a healthy part of the of the real estate market transaction. Mm-hmm. Like lenders lend money, and people let renters move into houses. But if people don't pay their mortgage or people don't pay their rent, they shouldn't get the same benefit that people that do pay get. Right. So I think foreclosures are healthy. I'll get a couple of DMs from people telling me 
I'm a jerk for that. But but the uh, but right now it's been a funny year, and so doing so much reflecting at the beginning of COVID and seeing what sort of shifts. What sort of what was it like for you those first few months after COVID hit? What mindset shifts, business? Like what what was your trend? I mean, because you talked about there was kind of some shifts that happened for you. What was it like the first month? Was it like those next few months? What was that shift if you wouldn't mind sharing? And that's actually an awesome question. I think everything that we did from the time COVID happened has shaped our team into what it is today. So we like literally right before the lockdown, my wife and I were in Barbados on vacation. And when we flew back from Barbados, it was like definitely a little weird. And then a week later, things really started getting weird. And during that week later, we just told our whole team at the time, which was, I think, four agents and administrative staff. And then my wife and I was like, Hey, let's all get out of the office. Let's all work from home. And we'll just do zoom meetings in the morning. Cause we, we religiously calling prospecting nine to 11 Monday through Friday, no matter what myself included. And I was like, let's just all hop on zoom. We can meet ourselves. Like let's make the calls together, you know, on zoom together. At least we're still together, that kind of thing. And then a week later, everything shuts down right? People start getting scared to leave the house. Everyone's buying stuff, you know, buying out the grocery store. My mother-in-law who was living in Manhattan at the time, which was having some, you know, yeah, very different experience. And it was, we we're like, let's just get down here. We own a duplex across the street from us that we utilize as an Airbnb. We shut that down. We put a long-term tenant in the one side, which I actually converted from a Zillow lead, <laughs> which is very yeah. cool. And then uh, we just opened up that space. So my mother-in-law stayed across the street and we just, we worked from home. We all worked from home. We had our, our Tuesday meetings, which we had on Zoom. We'd all have like a quick check-in. But for me, I would just encourage everyone like, look, now is not the time to sell. Now is the time to follow up on your past customers, check in, see how they're doing, right? And I basically dedicated two weeks of my life where all I did was I called people that I cared about, asked how they're doing, anything I can do to help. And in turn, because of that, I picked up more listings I ever have in my life. So we had a very scary, we had four and a half million dollars of deals walk away from the closing table in March. Mm -hmm. right? And then April, our sales dipped like crazy. And we spent April just calling out of care instead of like, let's book an appointment, make a sale. It was just like, let's just call and check in on everybody. And then April, we had a very bad month compared to the year before. Um, we basically broke even. And then things just started going bonkers in May and it hasn't stopped since. We talked about that a lot on the podcast in March and April was just like, just reach out to people, just yeah. like do the, do the hello, are you okay text and how many people, uh, I was talking to Paul Morris, you know, a, a big, a, you know, he owns a big office out of Beverly Hills and he was talking about that. So I started, I started proactively doing that, just reaching out to so many people just to, Hey, how's it going? We haven't talked in a little while. And then our foreclosure business, where we have, you know, thousands of monthly subscribers, the people that sign up every month to get this data list. And that team, we started a daily, we still do it now, a daily Zoom every morning uh, at eight with everybody on the team. And I remember those, that first month we were like, what are we going to do? We essentially sell a product right now, which is a list of people scheduled for foreclosure that now that list is like tiny. It's yeah. like lost 90% of it. It's intrinsic value. We're going to lose all of our subscribers. And we said, you know what? Let's just, let's just figure it out. Let's figure out if we're going to, I said, let's call our, you know, our VP of success. It was like the next month 
The goal is just to call every one of our members and ask how they're doing. That's it. And man, he would, at the end of the day, he's like, these ones asked me to pray for them. I talked to these guys for an hour. I talked to these guys for three minutes. And yeah, at first they were like, we shouldn't call everybody because you're going to remind people and they're just going to cancel. You're going to remind people they have a monthly subscription and they're going to cancel. And all he did was lead with, hey, how's it going? You know, how are you? And those relationships that we created those first couple months of that, of just reaching out to people, expressing gratitude, expressing concern, no expectation was life-changing for our business. You got to really mean it when you reach out and ask how they're doing. Because, you know, I mean, it's just like, hey, just doing that standard, make the call to make the call and check in. It meant a lot to people. I mean, I can't remember the last time someone actually called and checked in and asked how I was doing. I'm fine. But, you know, when someone takes time out of the day to make that call, I think it's very impactful. And then it's like, well, Luke sells real estate. Let's talk about the market during COVID, what's happening. And then, boom, it was just like, we got a bunch of listings signed and deals were getting done. And my team was so ahead of the curve from doing you know, virtual showings. We've been doing that. We're in a very big second home market. Um, and second home markets, as you probably know, are just exploding right now. Yeah. And we were already doing video showings. I was already converting online leads at a high level. I wasn't worried about my open house business dying because we never really do open houses because we do so much online marketing. And we doubled down on all of that and it's it's paid off really well. Yeah. So Let's look at, now let's fast forward to today. Sure. All of your leads are online leads or most of them are online leads. The majority of the incoming leads for the team are coming through online. I don't do personally any online leads anymore. So where, how are you doing that? Are you like, let's break down all of those leads. What stuff is natural social media? What stuff's video? What stuff is paid? How do you bring these leads to your team? The biggest lead source for us is Zillow right now. Um, And we're in very specific zip codes that that I love the zip codes. So we're getting a lot of Zillow leads and we have high, very high conversion. You know, they, I think the average online lead conversion rate for realtors is 1%. Our team converts online leads at 10%. And we track and measure that very closely. Yeah. I mean, I would, anyone out there that's listening, that's in a second home market. I mean, I think that Zillow has to be one of the best lead sources for second home markets, especially because those are people that are I mean, in New York, thinking, hey, I want to move to Florida. They're doing a quick search for what's out there. They see that and they, ha- they don't know anyone out there yet. So the, I, am, I imagine. I've seen deals I've closed is wild. Um, you know, people that I've never met, I build a lot of trust and rapport off the rip because we have really good videos and YouTube channel, that kind of stuff. But yeah, that Zillow built my bit. Zillow leads built my business, which is probably not a safe thing to say now, but five, four years ago, it built my business and it streamlined me to scale and grow very fast. And because of those online leads that I converted and sold two, three years ago, the amount of referrals and business and second, third home purchases that I get from them, it's amazing. And that's a big reason that I train my team. It's like, hey, these online leads, whether it's Zillow or from somewhere else, it's like, if you grow your business, like that is the highway to doing more and more business in the future. And it gets easier because if you treat those people right after you sell them a home and you don't just go to the next one, you're going to get endless referrals and business from those people. I mean, it's, it just is a snowball effect that you can't stop once it starts. So I think it's an amazing trajectory, but it's very hard to convert those leads. How do you decide which team members to send your Zillow leads to when they come in? 
there is no structure. So we have so many leads that come in that we have an office line number that it gets directed to. And we have what's called instead of floor time, we have lead shift. So we have someone that mans the phones from eight to 11, 11 to two, two to five, five to eight. And then anything after eight, it gets, it gets round robined out. So it's kind of like, look, if you're on the calls, you're going to get a $3 million lead or you might get a $50,000 lead, but you're going to work each one equally. Do you rotate those shifts? Yes. Everybody signs up through the sling app. If you don't know what sling is, it's, I don't even know really how it works, but my wife and our administrative assistant sends out the app. You sign up for your shifts and, uh, when you're on shift, you're on shift and you might get five to 10 leads that come through. And that's not just Zillow leads. That's uh, sign calls. That's an online lead. That's a direct lead from our website. It doesn't matter what the price point is or where it comes through. You're responsible for taking that lead. And it's a very good value proposition when you're sitting at a listing appointment and you can guarantee a sign call will not get missed. Yeah. Real Estate Rockstars, this is a commercial break from our biggest podcast sponsor we have right now, Rent Ready. It can be fun getting a new real estate deal, but it can be tough managing your properties after the fact, especially if you're long distance investing or trying to manage multiple properties by yourself. That's why we're here to tell you about Rent Ready. Rent Ready is a property management software that not only makes it easier to manage all your real estate deals from one platform, but they also have the best customer service support in the biz. They're an all-in-one app that lets you easily manage properties, collect rent, list units, screen tenants, sign leases, all from your phone or computer. Imagine all of your real estate doors right in your pocket. How awesome is that? The best part is it's so affordable, one flat price for everything. Unlimited properties, tenants, and support with a real live human. And I have to add in there, that's a new business model that not a lot of people are doing. There's like this freemium model where people say, hey, you can try this, but as soon as you grow, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Or they kind of punish you when you get too many emails on your list or too many coming. They aren't going to punish you when you grow. They're not going to charge you more when you get 10, 20, 30 rentals. They're going to charge you the same when you have two or three as they will when you have 50 or 60. So you have a nice fixed cost, all software, all in one place. Check it out. Rent Ready. R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com. And if that's not enough, Rent Ready is giving our listeners a special code you can use to get a whole year of Rent Ready for just $54. Use code R-O-C-K-S-T-A-R-50. That's Rockstar50. And sign up for Rent Ready's annual plan at rentready.com. Again, R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com with code Rockstar50 to get Rent Ready for only $54. What are your other lead sources online? You said Zillow is the strongest, but you've also talked about having these videos and, and, and things like that. So Absolutely. So we have a marketing director that's been outsourced. She does a lot of Google Analytics for us. So we're getting a lot of um, direct, like just through Google, we're getting a lot of Facebook leads and we also get a lot of Instagram DMs. Our YouTube page, although I'd love to have more followers, it's, it's the newcomer group. We don't have a lot of followers, maybe 90 but the traffic and the views that we get are insane because we actually have videos that are not geared towards real estate. They're geared towards kind of different neighborhoods and areas. So I'll use, there's a neighborhood called Lincolnville and my wife and I have a video. It's professional and it's, it features the restaurants, things to do, different places to go and check out. So if someone's coming to visit Lincolnville and they type that into YouTube, we are the first video that shows up. So we get so much traffic from people that are just like, 
we really love all the videos that you guys put out. It's like I already know you and we get a lot of come listen calls solely because of video. Uh, that is everybody's reply to video is that when people do call, they feel like they're friends already. It's, and, and it, it works. And my best advice to anybody is it is not instant gratification. I mean, it's not, it takes a really long time. It might take two to three years, but it, it's like you're marketing in your sleep. I mean, people can be watching these videos while you're sleeping and it only takes one person and it, it, it drives so much traffic. We have it coming to our website directly, but, um, I like having these videos because if you get an online lead that's interested in, we use Lincolnville, which means nothing to probably many listeners, but an online lead that wants to find a vacation rental in Lincolnville, but they don't know much about them, about the area. I'm going to have a really good conversation with them. They're out of state. I then send them the link to Lincolnville and they're like, okay, this guy has a professional video about everything to do here. He sounds great on the phone. He had awesome follow-up and he's giving me value, not just about real estate, but literally I know every restaurant I'm going to go to when I come visit because he just featured every single one. So yeah. being kind of the mayor of your town, it, it helps. That, that's, that's really good. So it sounds like if people are getting ready to start that first video, being able to, to niche down to a neighborhood and then invest some time, invest some money, make sure that you, you know, go do that great video that now anybody going to that town is going to want to watch that video. Maybe even people who live there for a couple of years, they're going to want to watch the video and see where should they go? That's providing value no matter what. One of the things that you said was, I said, if you were on stage, you know, what would your panel be? And it was a two-part answer that you gave. You said how to convert leads at a high level. But the second part that I'm more interested in, it says, and how to invest your commission checks wisely. The, what do you mean by invest your commission checks wisely? You know, it's funny. I don't even remember answering those questions until you said them out loud. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so, what I mean by that is, and look, I'm, I'm not, I've done a lot of deals and, I, and I've, I've, I've seen everything that you can see in the last five years, but I haven't seen everything in the industry. So I would say I'm relatively newer and you hear a lot of stories. I think it's what you probably know the stat better, but 87% of agents fail within their first three years. So there's this revolving door of real estate agents. And I think a lot of people never got the, what's the word? they never learn how to manage money. So if you get a $10,000 commission, $10, commission check, it's like, well, you know, 3,000 is going to go to Uncle Sam, another 15, $2,000 is going to go to your broker. And then how much are you spending on marketing? You're, you're really not making 10 grand. And I personally feel it's like, okay, we're making great money right now. But I also realize that it might not always be like this. And I want to put my cash into things that I understand, such as real estate investing and other tools. So I hope, you know, the one thing I could tell agents that are making good money or on the pace to make good money is just like, don't buy stupid stuff. Invest that into assets, into business. I mean, we put so much, our first two years, we put everything back into our business and it's paid off great. But now, you know, the last, in the last 12 months, we purchased a commercial building. We did a cash out refi on our duplex, got a better rate, lower payment, and pulled about 80 grand out. We bought a lot that we're going to build on. The house that I live in is going to get converted into a vacation rental. Uh, we flipped a property, and we are closing on a quadplex at the end of this week. And I'm putting a lot of my commission checks back into real estate because I don't think that I want to sell real estate as heavy as I do maybe 10 to 15 years from now, even though I enjoy it right now. Yeah. And I think it's foolish to think that if you're making good money, that it's always going to be like this. 
and I haven't experienced a challenging market yet. I've been in a good real estate market since day one, minus COVID for a couple months. Yeah, I mean, a lot of listeners have heard me say that, that COVID was such a big lesson to tell people to diversify. Yeah. Right? Other forms of, of income, the agents have done really, really well. Well, it's like half and half. Some, some agents haven't. Some agents had a, a niche or a way that they were getting deals before that they that just has gotten shut off and hasn't quite come back yet. I get just as many messages from people saying well, they've had a really hard year because they struggle competing now and they used to not have as hard of a time. This is, if you are not in it full time, at least in our market, I mean, I think like 50% of agents in Florida haven't sold a house yet. If you're not in it full time, don't know how to negotiate deals, don't, don't understand the market, you're, you're screwed. I mean, this is the hardest market I've ever seen to get deals done. But we're doing like on Anastasia Island where I live, we've got about, uh, last time I looked at the stat, we have about 14% of the market share. And because we have that grasp, I mean, we're getting a majority of those deals. But man, when you've got six offers, that means five people, five buyers lost out, five agents aren't getting paid and they're waiting another couple months for that next right property. So I think there's a lot of people struggling in that sense to add, to add what you're saying. What's your... Um... What's your number one way to get an offer accepted right now? If you're going to represent a buyer, what advice would you give them to get that offer accepted? Am I giving the advice to the buyer? Or am I giving this advice to an agent? Uh, to an agent. Okay. First off, I, I value my agent to agent relationships. I mean, I want to be the guy that when I put an offer in, when there's maybe five to 10 offers on the table, that they know that it's coming from Luke or from the newcomer group and that we have a reputation of getting deals done. So I, first off, up front that I've hedged is I have really good relationships with agents within my industry, and I've got massive respect and appreciation for all of them. Uh, so so lose, leave the ego at the front door is the first thing I would say. And before I even show the house, before I even write an offer, I always call them and say, what is most important to your seller if I'm to bring an offer? And it's not always price. Sometimes they want to quit close. Sometimes they want to lease back. There's so many different moving parts to it also. I always reach out first to make sure that they can hear my voice. After I have that call, I always send a thank you text. That way it's like, and I do that with my leads as well. I always just send a follow-up text just saying, thanks for taking my call, letting me know what's going on. I'll be sure to give you prompt feedback. Give them feedback. So after you do all that, I always write a clean offer. If you give a, if, as a listing agent, if I get a really scattered, dirty contract, maybe it's the best one, but it's like, if you give a bad offer, that's just dirty on writing, I won't even look at it. Cause now I got to go back and change everything. My wife writes all of my contracts because she's incredibly organized and she's just the contract queen. But when I come and I give them that clean contract and offer, I also outline the important summary. So I say, Hey, here's the purchase price. Here's the escrow. Here's how much they're putting down. Here's the timeline. If this, this, and this are a problem, you tell me because they're willing to make that difference. And then I just thank them for it. And I always let every agent know I'm an advocate for the deal. If you guys take our offer, I'm going to make this as easy as possible for not only you, but also your seller, because I want to get this to the closing table. So the, and then remind me again, your team size, you said you've got like 10 team members. We have 10 agents. 10 agents. What do you spend on marketing every month? So our marketing for lead generation marketing, everything is right at $65,000 a month. Yeah. It's really important for agents to hear that part. 
Yes. Of that. Like the, like, so you're building a team, but you're providing value for that team. And you're talking about any team member sits and takes calls for three hours. They've got a bunch of leads coming in and that's awesome, right? That's how you run a team. You make sure that the phone is ringing for them. You make sure that you're providing them training and you're providing them leads that doesn't come for free. So if you're thinking about, you know, asking somebody and Luke knew his number. So if you're thinking about joining a team, ask Eric an agent, (laughs) right? Like ask the people, like how much do you spend on marketing? How many leads am I going to get? If I'm going to get on the phone for three hours, you know, how, how many, how many incoming calls do you think I'm going to get during that time? It's a big investment. It's another part of like spending your commission wisely. Yeah. We're investing in people very much so. And that's what you just said is a really good point is if you're looking to join a team, which I think most people should, whether they're new or experienced, if they just want to be out there selling, teams are a great option. But that's an important question to ask is, hey, how many leads am I going to get a month? How's the phone going to ring? What are you investing in me? I try to, you know, I don't think it's important for my team members to understand all the moving parts, but I want them to understand how much it costs for every time a phone is to ring. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's more expensive zip codes that, you know, 32080. I mean, it's, it's about $500 every time the phone rings for that type of lead. That's incredible. But I, know, but I know the ROI is absolutely through the roof for it. That's incredible. People need to know how much does it cost every time you, you know, that call comes in? Like how much should they pay for that lead? That's what, that way they go for it. And they need to know how much it costs to close a transaction. Yeah. You know, and, and I think if a team leader doesn't know how to answer those, then that might be a dangerous place to join because there might be, look, I'm, I'm definitely not a hundred percent. There's always things to get better, but you know, you want to be joining a well-oiled machine that's willing to change, adapt, grow, but knowing your numbers is crucial. And we invest so much into our team members. And I think that all of them really appreciate it and do understand what goes on behind it all. Well, Luke, this has been so much fun to talk to you, get to hear about what you're doing out there. And, and really, like you've obviously had a ton of success with your, your five years in the business and just how quickly you guys have done stuff. What's next? What, what, what's next either for in real estate or for you or for, you know, what's, what are you hoping to accomplish over the next five years? I think the next five years, that's, that's a really awesome question. So we just opened the brokerage this year. It's just the newcomer group. We're moving to the boulevard awesome commercial space. We'll have great signage. It's in the heart of St. Augustine beach. And, um, you know, what's next is I, I don't have a vision of having this massive team. I really like that we're boutique tight knit and I want hyper local focused agents. You know, I don't want to just have pulses and bodies in the room just to have more people and do more transactions. I want to be profitable and, my goal is to basically get everybody that's on the team and we'll never say no to, to, to talent, but I want everybody on our team to just be super refined and I want to get them performing at a very high level, um, which most of them are. I mean, most everyone on my team that has been here for more than 12 months will sell over 30 homes, um, which, is, which is great. I mean, so getting everybody tight-knit on the team getting even smarter and strategic within our markets. I don't want to penetrate into new markets, but I want to stay as the local market expert. I see myself fizzling out a little bit from sales, but I really love selling real estate, but we're getting to a point where we're growing so much that I probably have to spend much more time on the business than in the business. If that's the right term. Yeah. uh, Continue buying doors. I, I, I sell real estate. I want to practice what I preach. 
I like multifamily. We have an awesome vacation rental market here. So my goal is to buy one to two properties every year. And um, I'd like to have, I'd like to have 20 doors by the time I'm 40. That's awesome, man. So the, so if people want to come find your YouTube page. You said that's the newcomer group. Newcomer group. And then what about social media? Any other ways people should reach out to you if they have questions for advice for you? I like Instagram a lot. My, my personal is at just kitten, which is kind of funny, but I haven't changed it because it's like when I had it, it's J-U-S-T-K-I-T. Remember. At just kitten. You could probably find me Luke Newcomer if you typed it in. But, um, and then we've got, if you type in the newcomer group, we are on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. I love everybody to follow there, send a DM. I think as agents watch, there's some really great content that gets put out from it. We do a lot of video. So, and then you can email me at the newcomer group or the newcomer group at gmail.com. Luke, this has been awesome, man. So much fun. I know that our listeners are going to get a lot of value out of that. And, you know, and go back and listen to that very beginning where Luke talks about that little tip from the four hour work week. You know, if you guys, there's so much value you got out of this, but I would love it if you guys went and picked some people out there in the world that you wanted to reach out to, start reaching out, adding with gratitude, see what conversations might come out of it. And, and I bet you guys will get a great conversation. So real estate rock stars, thank you for listening. Luke Newcomer, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks so much. Appreciate everything you do. Thank you. All right, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents. And we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate, how to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our real estate rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.